Question, does your home feel like a relaxing oasis? Like if you come home from a long day, does it feel like a nice breath of fresh air? Well, mine didn't. I had too much stuff and I didn't realize how badly I needed a purge. I had no idea how much I would learn about purging and how to do it the right way. So that your home feels how you want it to feel. Less stuff, more organized, and you feel more calm and relaxed like you're completely in your happy place. I'm breaking down the three steps that I followed to reach this level of organization through purging that was a game changer for me. First, get rid of anything in your house that you don't love or use. Then, organize what's left in a way that really works for you. And step three, stop buying more shit. Before you buy something, think about whether or not it's going to just add to the mess in the long run. Purging is so much more than just taking time to go through things. It's emotional and complicated, and we're getting into all of it. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. Welcome back to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. This is your purging pep talk. This is the pep talk that I think so many of us need and I have needed for the last probably five years and I've finally gotten to this place where I'm actually doing a good purge and letting go of stuff. And I just don't understand why it's taken me so long to actually get there. So in this episode, we're going to talk about purging. We're going to talk about our mental hangups with it. We're going to talk about our laziness around it. We're going to talk about purging and why we keep so much shit we don't need and how to get rid of it. So I'm going to break it down in the couple steps that I've learned will really help you feel free. The whole goal here is for you to have a happy space, for you to come home after a long day and your your place is like a breath of fresh air. There's not stuff all over the place, disorganized and cluttered that stresses you out. And to be totally honest, I've lit, I mean, in some ways and sometimes more than others, but I've lived feeling kind of like this for the last five years before I had kids, super organized, and I have kids and more stuff, and my business is more complicated, and I just felt like I never had the time. But now that I've really dug deep into it, I realized there's so much more that goes into purging. So we're going to talk about the the psychological effects of purging and all the different things that go into making your space nice and not being afraid to get rid of things and how to decide what to get rid of and where to put things and how to organize. So let's get right into it. And I really think that this is such a freeing topic. I would love to do several more detailed podcasts about this. So think about that as you're listening to this podcast about what you would want to hear in future podcasts about purging and tidying up your space because I think there's something just so freeing and powerful about it. All right, we're going to talk about a couple steps before we get into all this. First, step one, get rid of stuff you don't need in your house. Number two, 
organize what's left in a way that works for you, that's useful, that's practical, so that you can find stuff. Step three is the hardest. Stop overbuying. This, for me, I did not realize that I was overbuying. I couldn't find something, I'd just buy another one. Or I'd buy things for instant gratification. You know, my kid wanted a toy, I wanted a sweater, things that I we didn't really need, and it just added to the mess. So step three is stop shopping, stop over-shopping, and think of clutter like a weed. If you don't get rid of the source, it just keeps coming back. And my source was having, uh, I mean, I say the word addiction lightly, but having um, an addiction to buying stuff I didn't need. I just, I, I really didn't realize I would convince myself that I needed things. But now that I've gotten organized and it feels so good, I only buy stuff that I really want or I'll purge a whole bunch of stuff and then I'll buy like one nicer thing. So instead of having 50 scrunchies, I'll buy like three of the expensive ones I wouldn't buy before because I just thought they were too expensive for a scrunchie. But if you only have three, it works and it's so freeing and you love your three instead of having a drawer full of 50, none of which you really like. So those are my three steps. Get rid of stuff, organize what's left, and stop overbuying so you don't get more of a mess. For me, the purging, the real purging happened when I decided, okay, this mess is not fine. This mess is not okay anymore. I'm going to get into, I hired a professional organizer and spent lots of lots of money. It is like a sore bruise for my husband. I will never mention it. Good thing he does not make um, a priority of listening to this podcast unless I tell him to because I would never want to bring it up because it is a sore subject. And listen, he's right. I brought in a professional organizer to help me with my house and to help me with my warehouse, but it was not effective mainly because I didn't throw enough stuff away. Or I, I, When I say throughout this whole podcast, when I th- say throw stuff, I mean donate, give, I mean throw away trash, but through my nonprofit, I donate everything, like everything. You, you'd be amazed at things that you think are trash that people will use. So I'm going to say throw to be quick with it. But I mean, donate, give, sell, all the things. So I wasn't, I wasn't at the place. I just wasn't purging enough. And also, I think a problem with hiring a professional organizer is they're kind of organizing it in their method. I think this has to be a personal thing all the way around as much as that sucks. You have to do it on your own. You have to decide what is important to keep and what you don't need to keep, what you can live without, and how it should be organized so you can get to it and you can find it. But step one, I'm telling you, is you have to be ready to make the change because it's going to require some actual work and it sucks to stay home all day on a Saturday and organize and purge and tidy sucks. So you have to get to that point, like I said, where I was, where I was like, okay, I am not fine with this mess any longer. And I was really like just determined, like that stubborn determination. And I feel like that was like the secret sauce for me. I was so determined. I was like, I'm just, I'm not living like this anymore where I can never find things. So if you're not completely fed up, (laughs) get to the point where you're completely fed up because then you don't give up and you stay dedicated to this. And listen, you're going to have to be patient because you didn't create this mess in a day, so you're not going to clean it up in a day. And the mess I've learned lately, and that's why I'm so excited to bring this pep talk to you because I wish someone would have put this pep talk in my ear five years ago, 
This mess is complicated. It's a combination of stress. So stress, stressful buying and stress and not enough time. So you just throw things and don't keep things organized. It could be some envy. So you're on social media and -and so-and-so has this or this. So you're buying, you know, because you want things like other people. Or maybe it's emotional baggage. Maybe you're emotional buying. And maybe other things are just like we, you know, marketing worked on us and we bought things because it was marketed well and we didn't really need it and we didn't really use it. So my point is, is we have to untangle all this. It's not just as simple as cleaning out a drawer and throwing it, you know, throwing it away or deciding. Untangling all of it isn't easy, but it's so worth it. I'm telling you, getting your shit together is just like, like I said, a breath of fresh air when you come home. So like say you've had just a long day, whether it's been a good day or a bad day, just like a long day and you come home and your house is nice and organized. You don't have too much stuff and you know where everything is. Like what a breath of, what a breath of fresh air and what a serene space. And I have not had that in so long. I finally got to the point to where I said, this is not fine. I want to come home. And listen, I'm not a hoarder. I don't have stuff falling ever, but I just have certain spaces that I have too much stuff and I've been stubborn and not realized it about purging. And it's just not organized enough. It's just not organized in a way to where I can find what I need efficiently. And I, you know, I, I have, you know, four stirring spoons, not 12 stirring spoons in the kitchen. And when you're doing this, I think it's really important to focus on what you want, not what anybody else wants. Now, listen, if you live with other people, roommate, spouse, kids, you have to obviously take into consideration their things and their needs and all that. But I'm telling you, you can't keep things because you, you know, the pressure of other people or your mom wants you to, or, you know, I don't know, you just don't be a hoarder because you think that someone else wants you to keep something. You just have to know what you want, what you want, what's important to you, what's important to you to keep and what's not. Knowing what you really want is like, it's just so powerful because it'll help you fend off all the, all the other stuff, all the other stuff that you don't really need. So we have to get clear about what we want, what's important to us and realize that purging is a pretty simple concept. And a lot of times I don't think that it's a matter of we don't know how to do it. It's that we don't want to. It's hard work and we all have full lives and we're busy and we're tired. And, you know, if you come home from work after a long day, the last thing that sounds exciting is to organize and tidy and clean. And if you stay at home or you're a stay-at-home parent, probably you're in the mess all day and the last thing you want to do is deal with it. We're all tired and we want a break, but I'm telling you, by doing the actual hard work, you will have such a as such a a calmer sense of you because there's just not so much stuff around you. So you need to decide: Are you sick of all your own crap, and are you going to do something about it? Because if you're not fed up, that's what I really realized in my own journey of getting organized and tidying up is until I was fed up, I wasn't willing to purge the things. I would just say, nah, let's just keep all those cords. Or, you know, it'll be, let's just keep all those. That'll be fine. And, you know, later on I can toss them if I end up not using them. No, 
If you get to the point to where you tell yourself, listen, I'm fed up, I'm going to make a serious change, that's when you will start actually making the good decisions to eliminate stuff. And what does that mean? What does it mean to eliminate stuff? So doing the work means really looking at each and every item and taking the time to think about, do I need it? And if I do, what is the best place for it? Like I said, you do not create this mess in a week. You're not going to clean it most likely in a week. So you have to be patient and you have to give yourself a little grace and take the time to do it the right way. Another thing that I've learned about doing it the right way is when I've done things quickly just to get it done and sort of half-assed it, it finds its way back to the original mess. And listen, we're all human. It happens. Let's not beat ourselves up, but learn from it. You know, the more I've done this, the easier it's become and the less I'll have to kind of keep doing it. But I'm telling you, I think the best way to do it is pick a space, be obsessed with that space and get that space to where it functions well for you. Do what you can, do it when you can. As long as you're completely committed, you'll get there. And I think that we, when I say like do it the right way, get rid of the stuff that you don't need and put everything else in a place that works for you, not the professional organizer thinks will work for you, but that actually works for you so you can find it. Then stop impulse buying stuff you don't need. That's the key. And that's what I really had to, to talk myself into is to realize I don't need all this stuff. And even though it made me happy in the moment, it made me unhappy in the long term because it was all adding to the mess. And when we're talking about our ideal organization goals, I think we need to lower our standards a little bit. And I never say lower our standards and maybe that's not the right term for it. But I think that we just have need to have realistic expectations. Like we don't need a room that looks like it's perfectly color coordinated that would be on HGTV because that might not function great for you. I, For me, I just want an organized space that functions for me in a way that I can find everything. I try to focus on the little wins. So if you, you know, organize your, your desk, your desk drawers and they function really well, then keep them up when every little bit brings you closer to a tidier room rather than thinking of the massive project. It's really helped me to focus on finding, um, finding those little wins that keeps me motivated. And I'm not aiming for perfection. I'm just aiming for functional and happy. I want to live in this happy place of a breath of fresh air. And I'm not, I just, I'm not aiming for perfection. You've probably heard me talk on this podcast a lot about perfection because it's so interesting to me. But I think that, I think that perfection is bullshit. I think we can never actually get to it. I think that we look on social media and people's pantries look perfect and and their lives look perfect, their outfit looks perfect, their closet looks perfect. But you have to remember, we only see 1% of people's lives and we only see what they want us to see. And these moments are sort of like carefully curated moments of perfection that guarantee don't translate through the rest of our lives. So I think that that's one thing that will help you get to your organization, the organization level that you want to is 
let's not measure it based on someone else's standards. Realize it's not going to be perfect. It's just going to be what makes us happy. That's what we're aiming for. Whatever style of organization and cleanliness and tidiness makes you happy and like fires you up, lights you up inside, makes you love your space. That's our goal. Like it's like our own version of perfect is what we're going for. We're not going for perfect overall. Because if you're aiming for someone else's version of perfect, it's just, I mean, it's the beginning of the end of disappointment because it means something different to everybody. And social media, I think, kind of, you know, makes it very easy for us to constantly be looking over people's shoulders to, you know, see how they are doing it and see how this looks like and see what their closet looks like and see how organized they are and what their garage cabinets look like. But I think that we just need to define our own goal of organization and happiness, and that's how we're going to meet it. Whatever really makes you happy is going to be our goal. So getting into the actual purge of this, because that's really the heart of organization, I think, and this is the hardest part for a lot of it. And the truth is organizing only works If you've gotten rid of all the unnecessary stuff first, we have to get rid of all that stuff first because if not, it gets in the way of the necessary stuff. And that means we have to purge. Just because you have room for something doesn't mean you should keep it. And this is something that took me a long time to learn because I would just keep as much as filled everything. But then you have no room to move. You have no room to grow. In an ideal world, you should not have to dig through anything to find what you need. You should just be able to get it. So learn from me, learn from my mistakes. Just because you have space for something doesn't mean you should keep it. Like we said, first step is getting rid of things. Second step is finding a good home for the things you keep. And the third step is stop overbuying. Now, The only right way to start organizing your stuff is just to start. And I think that's the hardest part, deciding you're going to dig in and actually doing it. So don't worry if you're doing it right or wrong. I feel like just doing it is what matters and just starting it is what matters because the moment I talk a lot on this podcast about momentum, develop some momentum. So start somewhere that's like really irritating you. Start with that. And you're more more likely to really enjoy it because it's bugging you. And then get some momentum down in your purging. And again, understand you spent years gathering all this clutter. You're not going to clean it up in a weekend. But together, we're deciding that we're going to get it together. We are going to make an effort to get it together. And we're going to start in one area We're going to love the little wins and we're going to picture that happier space so we have something to look forward to. We know how we're going to feel when it's nice and organized. We're going to get specific about what we want our spaces to feel like. For me, that's key. Like, I want this space to feel like this. Like, I want in my bedroom, I want there to feel like there's no work. I want there to feel like there's no stress. And I picture that. And so it helps me purge because I know what my goal is. And of course, the key to purging is get rid of stuff we don't need, stuff we don't want, or stuff we don't like. And 
then we need to hustle. We have to understand that this is not going to come easy. It's going to be hard work, but it's completely going to be worth it. Okay, next up, how to actually purge, how to throw stuff out, throw stuff, give away, donate, sell, all that stuff, but how to do it. That's what we're talking about next. When you are finally ready to do your big purge, you have to realize it's going to be complicated. You're going to think about getting rid of something, and then you're going to think, but I spent so much money on that. And then you have to think, follow that thought up with, but that'll teach me, now I've learned, and toss it in the bin. You can't try to rationalize out these things that just don't make you happy anymore. You might find it helpful to do one big purge going through the house, you know, inch by inch and getting rid of anything that you don't love. Now, listen, there's going to be things like you need a blow dryer, but you might not love your blow dryer. I'm not talking about like the everyday things, but like, you know, the things that you have so many of clothes and shoes. Don't get in your head about it and waste time on the maybes. This is what I do. I, when I'm going through piles, I, Everything I know, 100% yes, keep, uh, 100% no, no's, and then keep your momentum going. If it's a maybe, throw it in the maybe pile. That way you can do it later and it doesn't slow you down. Doing one clean sweep like this can help you get like momentum going and then it's going to be easier to go through the maybe pile later because you've you're getting in the routine of letting go of the guilt and the emotions of maybe sentimental things that you don't need anymore or things that you spent money on that you feel badly because you wasted money. All the emotional things you have to go through with those maybes, you're going to start like exercising it so it's going to get easier. So get your no's out of the way, get your yeses, and then make a big old maybe pile. And then you'll get better at purging and knowing what to purge as you get going. So just keep the momentum going. Just don't stop to organize until you finish going through the yes, the no's, and the maybes. I'm telling you, you just have to have a one-track mind. Get on, you know, work out clothes so you're comfortable, running shoes, and maintain your momentum. Remember, we have one goal, a home filled with only the things you love and the things you use. We are doing this for a specific reason. We're not just doing it for the heck of doing it. We are slowly giving ourselves freedom and giving ourselves the feeling that we want to feel in our house. And we're getting rid of things that don't contribute to the life that we want and the feeling we want to feel. And the best part is, is after you do this great purge, if you don't buy so much stuff, you won't have to do it again so often. So that's why rule number three comes into play is try not to try not to overbuy and then we're back in the same situation again. Another thing I realized is I wasn't thinking of my home as like this special sacred place, this place of relaxation and rest and enjoyment. I was sort of treat, treating my house like a storage unit. I mean, think about this, you guys. We live there. You spend a lot of time in your house and this is where you come after you're out in the world, you know, you're out in the world and someone's rude or someone makes you mad or, you know, you have a bad day or, you know, people are honking on the freeway, you're in traffic, whatever it is. When you come home, it should be like your little oasis. So I, once I finally stopped resisting this, I was like, how was I not on this program before? 
I'm holding on to this stuff that does not matter and preventing myself from having this calm oasis when I get home. So stop resisting. Every room in your house should have the feeling that you want. So your bedroom should be comfortable and relaxed. Your kitchen should be, you know, nice and tidy so you get in and you're excited to make your favorite foods. Your living room or your family room should be somewhere where you want to hang out and watch TV or play games or drink a glass of wine. All of this to say each room I found if I felt I thought about not as much what I wanted it to look like, but what I wanted it to feel like. That's when I really got motivated and that's when I was like, okay, even though I spent money on this, there's just I just have to have less stuff and it's all about prioritizing what's important to you. And it's really pretty simple. Get rid of everything you don't like or use and keep the stuff you do like and use. But of course, we are all complicated. My husband any my husband is very minimalistic. So anytime we go through this or he tries to purge for me, he's just a very, I mean, he likes gadgets and stuff. He really likes a lot of dude stuff, but he's the type where very minimalistic. He would not have one picture frame, not one thing on the counter. He thinks everything's a knickknack. And I tell him, you married a fabulously complicated woman. So you have to, you have to understand that we're all complicated, but I realized it was getting in my own way and it was making me not feel how I wanted to feel in my home. So now I look at a pile and I think, do I like it? Do I need it? And can I buy a new one if I needed it? That's the other thing. I think also because I grew my own business and made my own money and, you know, really started started from nothing, I think a little bit of it was like a fear of like, well, what if I didn't have money to buy a new one? Where it's just like, let it go. Like, well, if I didn't have money to buy a new one, then maybe I don't really need a new one. I'm sure I would have a lot more concerns. But just letting go of those issues that we might not even realize we have. Maybe you don't like it or need it, but you're still having a hard time letting it go. And at that point, one way that I found helped me let it go is to think, could someone else get more enjoyment or get more use out of this? Because knowing that it's not just going to waste, but someone else could benefit from it or someone else could have joy for whatever it is, can really help you release it. Think, okay, well, realistically, you know, that table and chair set is just going to sit in my garage. I've had it. I like it, but it just doesn't serve me anymore. I don't really have a spot for it, but I'm having time. But maybe I could donate it, you know, whatever it is. You could donate it to a shelter that puts it in the courtyard and lots of people could enjoy it every single day. Something like that makes it easier to get rid of things because you realize like, okay, it will have a life beyond this and then it's better. When I'm deciding things, it has to be, I'm telling you, if something is, like if you ask yourself, do you like this? If your answer is sure, get rid of it. There's no in-between. It has to be yes. Does it put a smile on your face when you use it or when you walk into a room? All, all that kind of stuff. But now the other thing is it doesn't have to be practical. Like some things I absolutely love that are not practical and that's perfect. That's the beauty of it. If you're like, I have no idea why I love this, but I do, perfect. That's a keeper. It doesn't have to be practical, but you can't say that about everything. And you have to get rid of the stuff that are kind of like, meh. I'm the worst at this with my closet, like keeping sweaters. I just don't need all the sweaters. And if a sweater is five years old, I'm more likely to wear a new sweater than an old sweater. And it's just hard to purge things. But I'm telling you, if you 
It's very easy to all of a sudden have a closet full of meh things. Maybe you loved it when you bought it, or maybe you know you remember the, where you were when you bought it, so it kind of is sentimental in some way. But I'm telling you, it's so easy to have a closet full of meh things, or a, or a house full of meh things. So you just gotta you just gotta let it go. Another thing that I've really found is helpful talking about momentum is you cannot multitask. You can, I mean, you could put a podcast on or an audio book, but I'm telling you, I think you should just do it with music. Put on your running shoes, do it with music. Nothing that's going to make you be sidetracked. I think you should be thinking only about this because, you know, listen, it's a lot of decisions to make and this is not something that should be multitask. You shouldn't be watching a Netflix series. I just think that you'll lose momentum and this is already hard to do it's time consuming. It's, you know, listen, we, we all work hard and our free time. The last thing we want to do is spend days and days and days organizing, cleaning, scrubbing things. So what I'll do is I'll say, okay, I'm going to set um, an alarm for 30 minutes. I'm going to do this whole area, whatever it is, my whole bathroom in 30 minutes and that's it. So I'm kind of like challenging myself against the clock and then it doesn't feel like I'm just doing like hours and hours and hours of this project. I kind of set time limits for myself and don't stray, you know, don't, you know, when you're purging and then all of a sudden you find a photo album and then before you know it, you've been on the floor for 40 minutes going through the photo album and texting pictures to your sister that you find. You can't do that. You've got to keep up the momentum because like I said, it's a crappy task. So we got to keep going with it. So that way we make some real momentum and we're happy with our progress. I think there's so many different ways you can actually purge depending on what you're like. Maybe you go through the whole house and go through different parts. Maybe you start in one quarter and you don't move on until you finish certain areas. I don't think there's any right way to do it. I think whatever feels right for you. One of my best friends, Heather Dubrow, is so fantastic and she has so many great words of wisdom. And one of the things she told me years ago that always stuck with me is she said, be like Elsa and let it go just in life about things that don't matter and about purging things, but I love it and it's such a good way to remember, just a good way to remember it, is just let it go. Rather than trying to rationalize ourself into, into wanting, like keeping certain things, I think just don't overthink it. If it's a yes, it's a yes. And if it's, you know, a maybe, usually it should be a no. And just be like Elsa and let it go. And I think that it's okay to accept that things have served their purpose, even if it was only a, a short time. Like sometimes I'll buy my kids a gift or, or, or they'll be somewhere and they'll really want something and they loved it and they played with it that day, but then they haven't played with it again. But maybe it's only two months old. I had such a mental problem getting rid of that because it still feels new. It doesn't feel old enough to get rid of. But listen, you have to accept that it probably wasn't the best use of money if they only played with it for one day, but it's served its purpose. Be grateful for that one great day and, you know, they wanted it or they they needed it or it was fantastic for that moment, but then let it go. That has been such an eye-opening thing for me because I just feel like if you buy something, you should at least keep it for a while, but I just don't think that's the case. One more thing, and listen, I'm telling you, I want to do lots of podcasts on this type of stuff, organization and purging and creating a happy space in your home because I just think it's so important, especially if you're listening to this real time in 2020, when there's so much going on, we're spending so much time at home, it should be a sacred place. And there's so much stress in the world, it should be a place 
of low stress. One other mistake that I think a lot of people make is you do your purge, you get your piles down, then what do you do? You turn around and you do one last look. No, no, no. No second guessing yourself. You've already done the hard work. Trust your gut, trust your decision, and move on. Tape up the boxes and then do not let them sit in your garage because that is not a win. You have to get them out. So whatever your plan is, get. Am I, if I'm giving stuff to someone, I'll say, hey, listen, it's here today and tomorrow. If you don't pick it up these days, I'm donating it. Because before you know it, you've moved everything to another location and sometimes you open it back up again. No, no, no. The point of this purge, even if you do lots of drop-offs, even if you do this over time, the point is is to completely get it out of the house. That's when you feel relieved and, you know, you've moved on. I feel like we're just so reluctant to sometimes clear the clutter. But once you get through the hard part, get it out. Decide once. Don't second guess yourself. And don't, um, yeah, just don't revisit it. I mean, I guess that's really what I was trying to say is don't revisit the stuff once you've made the decision. Make the decision and move on. And I'm telling you, guaranteed, you're not going to think about these things again. And in the off chance you do, then you can go out and get a nicer, newer version of that one thing, but you cleared so much so much out of your physical space and so much out of your head space by getting rid of, you know, a hundred things. If you have to replace one, I think that's a win. I think that momentum is everything and picturing your happy place is so important and just getting rid of stuff that doesn't contribute to that happy place. Keep what makes you happy, get rid of things that are maybes or just kind of meh. And you can even compare things to things you really love. So maybe I'm like, yeah, you know, I like those sweaters. But maybe you pull out a sweater that you love when you're pulling your, like keep out the things that are like your favorite favorites and then compare things to them. So maybe you're like, yeah, yeah, that sweater's good. But then compare it to the other one or think, would I wear this today or would I wear this this week? And if the answer is no, like sometimes I'll just keep things, but it's just, they're just old to me. I'm going to wear the new things, but it's still so hard to get rid of. So I just think stay focused, don't multitask. Know your focus and keep the momentum going. Do what works for you. If it works doing a whole huge Saturday and plowing through it, do that. If it makes more sense for you to do it in bits so it's not so overwhelming, do that. I just think by prioritizing your happiness and creating a really wonderful home space, it will give you so much freedom and so much happiness. And I'm telling you, you won't even miss all the old crap filling up all your rooms. I hope you guys don't have as much to purge as I did when I started this journey. And listen, I'm still purging. I feel like sometimes it needs to happen in phases. Um, I'm still I'm still purging some areas that have been harder. I think it's going to be an ongoing process. But having this big mental shift was really eye-opening and completely changed how I felt at home. Um, thank you so much for listening. I really hope this brought value. Let me know what you want to hear more about when it comes to purging an organization and having a happy space at home. Like I said, it's been a game changer for me and I think it will be for you too. Thank you so, so much for listening. If you have a couple seconds, hop over to iTunes and leave us a positive review. It really helps our little, um, small, but mighty growing podcast. We're really growing and getting such great feedback and it means so much to me and those reviews really help. So 
Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you soon. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.